Hello, and welcome back to Waking Up With Mel. This is going to be episode 28, and today we're going to talk about Rosemary Kennedy, the forgotten Kennedy daughter. She has actually blown my mind, uh, her story. I did not know about her until about last week, and it is 2023. She has a tragic story that needs to be told and shared, and I also feel like the common story that is told about her on most podcasts that I listen to any books that I looked into, um, all kind of tell the same story. And I'm going to kind of elaborate with my own opinion upon what we are told and what I believe is the truth. Um, as, as you know, we can be told a lot of things in history and uh, as we're all finding out, a lot of it isn't true. So the story behind Rosemary Kennedy starts in September of 1918. So she was born September 13th, 1918. And the story goes that during her birth, the Spanish flu outbreak was going on similar to what we just dealt with, with the coronavirus. Um, and apparently the story goes that the doctor couldn't make it to Rosemary's birth on time. So the midwife in charge told Rose Fitzgerald, which is Rosemary's mother, and this is so ridiculous. They t supposedly told her to close your legs and don't let the baby come out until the doctor gets here. And the story is that the reason the midwife would tell her this, even though she was trained to deliver a baby, is because the doctor wouldn't get paid if he wasn't there at the birth. So apparently Rosemary comes down the birth canal and the midwife shoves Ma Rosemary back up in the mom, holding her head inside the mom for two hours. I call it BS on the story for many reasons. One, have you ever been in the throes of labor? Because I have twice. I've had two home births and there's no way in hell anyone's going to make that baby stop coming once it comes out. It, once that head crowns, and this is baby number three for her, mind you, that baby's coming out. And I don't care if you're the Hulk. I doubt you can push a baby and keep it up in there for two hours. Okay. They just, I call bullshit on the story from the get go. So they, the reason why they say they tell the story is because it's going to go and back up why in Joe heard father's words. She was quote unquote backwards her whole life. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so the story goes after this happened, she, they, the parents, you know, the doctor finally came. He says she's perfect. She's healthy. Yay. Hooray. Um, and they move on with life and they don't notice that anything's wrong with her until her next sister is born like 20 months later or something like that. And then they're like, wait, she's not developing fast like this one. And, um, they said that she didn't sit up and all this stuff. Well, if you go to the JFK library, which I'm going to be reading a lot of letters from, and I've been spending a lot of time over there at the JFK library there. And you type in Rosemary in the search bar, you're going to find pictures. And you're going to find pictures dated in 1919 where the little girl's sitting up. I mean, she's one years old and she's sitting up. So the story that she couldn't sit up at two is a lie because they have a picture of her in 1919 sitting up. <laughs> it, she has never looked abnormal. She's never looked any which way. She always acted completely normal. The only problem that her dad ever had with her is that she was starting to rebel because she was sick and tired of being shipped off. So here's what happened. She goes to kindergarten. Apparently she can't keep up with the studies. Now I'm going to stop right here and say, I was a kid who sucked in school. 
if I could have been homeschooled, it probably would have been way better because I was not a traditional sit at a desk kid. I would daydream. I didn't like reading. Um, I would just look at a word and assume what it said instead of actually read the word, which made testing really hard. So I could have been Rosemary. When I look at the story of Rosemary's life, I think, gosh, I could have been her. Like I was not a exceptional pupil. And because Joe had these great ambitions in the government, and we all know what that's about. You got to, in my opinion, be kind of a sellout <laughs> to get that high up. And he wanted his sons to be in the government. And Rosemary was going to make him look bad, basically. And so he decided at 11 years old that it's time to get rid of this kid. She's she's a thorn in my side. So this little girl gets shipped off to a boarding school. And all she wants is to please her papa. It is so sad to hear the letters that she wrote. Uh, they basically just say, you know, dear dad, I'm doing better. I can't wait to see you. I miss you. Please tell everybody to write me. I miss you guys. And I'm just thinking as as a little girl at 11 years old, because I bet when she started hitting puberty is when the dad was kind of getting done with her. And he gets shipped off, but none of your brothers and sisters do. You, for some reason, get treated like you're an idiot when you're not or you don't feel like you are. You get put with the idiots. And that's another story I have is in like fifth grade or something, they pulled me out with like four other kids and put me in like an idiot class to read. And I, and I knew I was in an idiot class and it did not feel good on your self-esteem at all. And I can't imagine having all my brothers and sisters living life with my family at home in their mansion, you know, going all over the world. And I'm stuck in a pretty strict, crazy Catholic school. That would suck. So she gets shipped because nobody, you know, could do good enough. She was, it's, and it's all her fault. You know, she's, she's just too much. So they ship her off. They ship her off. They ship her off. I think she went to five schools. So now I want to read you a couple letters that I found in the JFK library um, these are letters to doctors from Joe, and I just want to—I want you to hear for yourself the way he talks about his daughter, and how they tell him she's a hundred percent a okay, and then <laughs> they start giving the poor thing hormones for treatment because apparently she has some gland problem or something, according to one of these letters, and um, it's just bizarre. This little girl was not only tossed around from school to school to school being told she's idiot and she's stupid and she's slow and being told the story from her birth on why she's slow. Another thing that I, I mean, I didn't do too much research into this, but I know as having a home birth that your baby doesn't breathe until their head comes. Like I had a water birth. So the baby doesn't breathe till the head comes out of the water. And even then you wait till the umbilical cord, the, um, heartbeat leaves because then your baby's fully breathing on its own. So I just don't buy the whole two hour in the birth canal making her a dodo bird for the rest of her life story. I just don't. I think it's a bunch of crap. And I think it's something they told her to keep the charade going of why she wasn't with the family. And yeah, maybe she wasn't smart enough. I've seen some of her letters. They weren't the greatest writing. I don't have the greatest writing though. Does that mean I'm you know, it's just like anybody could tell any story you want, but you got to look at the facts. And the facts are that dad, for some reason, had an agenda against this one daughter, his firstborn daughter. It's pretty bizarre. And 
she could not live her life without being escorted. She had somebody around her 24-7. It reminds me of like a modern day, or a, not a modern day, uh, olden day Britney Spears, where it's just she had no freedom of choice growing up. And as she got older, of course, she rebelled more and more and more. So let's read these stories and then I'll get deeper into how I think her rebellion caused her dad to do what he did to her. And I haven't said it yet because it's unbelievable. And if you don't know, a lot of you might already know what her dad did. But if you don't, hold on because you're going to be blown away. He didn't help her. He made her stupid. He literally made her stupid because he did what's called a lobotomy. You guys know what that is? It's where they drill holes inside your head while you're awake. This is her story. They drilled holes inside her head on the left and right while she was awake. And then they proceeded to put a little spatula type thing inside the hole and scrape her brain while she repeated the Lord's prayer and counted and recited different poems and things like that. Soon as they, and they keep scraping, make a repeat, scrape, repeat, scrape, repeat. Soon as they scraped where she couldn't talk anymore, then they were done. And then she became a person who couldn't walk or talk or do anything. She was about a two-year-old. Yeah. So if your daughter's so stupid and so dumb, why would you want to make her dumber? Like, it makes no sense. This Joe Kennedy was evil, in my opinion. Evil. I also want to mention how beautiful Rosemary was. And her, some of these pictures in the JFK library from the baby all the way up to her adulthood, she was gorgeous. And when she was introduced to royalty up in London, they, it's like a court thing. All the sisters went. She's the one that the newspapers talked about because she was beautiful. She was gorgeous. And I don't think the dad liked that. I don't think the dad wanted her in the public eye at all. He already had his opinion about her and he didn't want her taking the family down with her bad reputation. And so he was out for her. He really, really was. So let's read these letters. Um, I'm not going to read you all of them. There's a bunch, but I'm just going to read you a couple of them. Okay, not, oh, I forgot about this part. Not only did they have her on a strict regiment of who she could be with, but they also had her diets and everything planned out. 7.30 a.m., what she could eat, 10 a.m., 1 p.m. Like this girl had zero freedom. There's a list of foods on here on what she could eat. Um, so one of the first letters is dated October 15th, 1934. And it says, my dear Miss Newton, and I believe this is a teacher that was helping Rosemary. I had a very firm talk with Rosemary and told her that something must be done. And I am sure she is really wants to do it. It is something else besides herself that must be blamed for her attitude. By that, I mean, it has, oh, sorry. <laughs> By that, I mean, it is her inherent backwardsness rather than a bad disposition. She was pleased because you felt she had improved with her studying, and I think the other things will show improvement too. I have asked Dr. Frederick Good, a personal friend of the family, to contact you in order to discuss this gland situation and to make a survey as if to its possibilities affecting Rosemary, so that if it can be considered when her mother returns from Europe on the 27th or 28th. Sincerely, Joe P. Kennedy. Okay, so then the next one is from, I think, the doctor? Because it says, Dear Fred, some years ago when you came down to Henyes Port, we discussed the gland theory as affecting Rosemary. 
She is in Boston studying with Miss Helen Newton. So that's the lady I just read you the letter he wrote to. 29 Powell Street, Brooklyn, Massachusetts, and is still suffering from backwardsness. <laughs> Miss Newton told me yesterday that Dr. Charles H. Lawrence, 520 Commonwealth Avenue, Boston, has done wonders for a couple of her, her pupils, and I wondered if it would be too much trouble to have a talk with Miss Newton, then check up and see whether her suggestion is of any value and whether Dr. Lawrence is the one to, to start start with. I thought I should, uh, sorry guys. I thought I should like to have this investigated before Rose got back on the 28th. Now remind you, Rose is her mom's name too. So Rosemary is who the dad I think hates his daughter and Rose is the mom. We do not want to leave any stone unturned if there's anything possible to be done. Sincerely yours. And for some reason it doesn't have his name on here. Um, but we know that's Joe. You can tell by the writing. So, um, he gets a, a letter back and it said, this is dated September 19th, 1940. So this is really, really close to the lobotomy. Uh, at the request of Dr. James Wayward, director, I have been asked to write in reference to Rosinth Farms. Oh, that was like a place you could go, like a psychological place. Um, on several occasions during the past 10 or 12 years, we have had some of our men there and to the best of my knowledge, the treatment according to them was the best. The location of Rose, Roseneath and the physical facilities afford, combined with the excellence of medical staff, leave little to be desired. I feel quite sure that she should place your daughter there. You will be certainly satisfied. With very best wishes, I am sincerely yours. And it doesn't say, like, I can't read the name that signed that one. It's cursive. Um... All right. I have, I'm sorry. I'm just scanning through here. Um, but I wanted to read you this part where they told him your daughter is a hundred percent just fine from the doctor himself. In this letter, I find it very interesting how he's paying people off for this stuff too. So there's a telegram. This telegram is dated October 18th, 1934 at 4 30 PM. It's to Dr. Frederick Good. And it's from Joe Kennedy. And he says, please make that appointment for Rosemary with Dr. Lawrence, as you suggest. Thanks very much for your kindness. And then uh, Frederick Good writes him back. And he says, thank you very much for the letter, which I have just received concerning Mr. Harold P. Smith. I am forwarding the application blank to him. Okay. I don't have no idea what that means. I cannot begin to thank you for all the good things you've done for Jim Murray. Thanks to you. Everything has been moving along very smoothly. <laughs> Thanks for the favors. And Mr. Murray believes that he it will not be long now before he receives his government loan. <laughs> he realizes payoff. I mean, come on, guys. Can we not see the read between the lines here? He realizes, as do I, that the whole thing is due to your efforts in his behalf. Oh, let's add this last paragraph here. I saw Rosemary this morning. She is just recovering from a slight cold. Miss Newton telephoned me late last night and asked me to call this morning. I was surprised and pleased to meet re, meet Rosemary just leaving the house for a walk. I took her back and looked over her and glad to report she is 100% okay. I'm pleased to report to you that I noticed marked improvement along with other lines. and I'm quite hopeful that within the next 8 to 10 months, everything will be perfect. With the kindest personal regards, again, thanking you, I remain as always cordially yours, Fred Good. 
okay, Fred, you got paid off and you look, you met Rosemary and you testified in that letter. She was a hundred percent just fine. But did dad take your advice? Let's continue reading. This telegram is dated December 13th, 1934. It's to Dr. Frederick Good uh, from this guy named E.E. Moore. And he said, tell Murray that his first thought was correct. Do nothing until the final examination is made at Boston regards. And then dear Joe, last Saturday morning, Dr. Lawrence and I called on Rosemary and found her in pretty good spirits. Both of us felt that it would be just as well for the first visit to be nothing other than a social. And oh, by the way, this is um, October 24th, 1934. So just a few years before the lobotomy. We had a very pleasant chat about football, school work, etc. Rosemary went to Dr. Lawrence's office on Monday where she had a complete physical examination and was found to be in perfect condition. This initial visit and examination served two purposes. The first to give Dr. Lawrence an idea of her condition and the second to fulfill one of the requirements of the Brimmer School. As I told you in my wire, Lawrence is a very capable fellow and, intent and incidentally a very fine fellow. I am quite hopeful that a systematic treatment of endocrines will do considerable good. In fact, I will make it even stronger to say that I am very, very hopeful that within a few years, as a result of these endocrine treatments, Rosemary will be 100% all right. I keep saying this. I will keep you informed as to her condition as I have arranged with Miss Newton to see Rosemary regularly in order that I may help her keep up her spirits, etc. So as you can tell, Rosemary's kind of depressed. Please do not fail to call upon me if there is anything else I can do. With kindest personal regards to Rose, not Rosemary, to Rose the mom, the children that all get to live at the house except for Rosemary. It doesn't say that, but I'm, I'm putting that in there. And yourself. And thank you for your very, very great interest in the case of Mr. Murray. I remain as always. Okay, now I'm going to do a little Google real quick. And just see who the hell Mr. Murray is because I have no idea. And it seems like Joe had a lot of interest in this guy. And uh, Frederick was doing some some uh, favors for Joe because of it. Oh, and there's a PS on here. I have instructed Dr. Lawrence to send you a complete report of on Rosemary's case. He may wait for some visits until he's done with his lab test, etc. All right. Uh, now we're going to talk about what endochrome treatments were because I have no idea. So I'm going to look that up real quick. And I'm also going to look up who this Murray guy is and then we will talk about that in just a minute folks so apparently this Jim Murray guy that Joe Kennedy was helping um was a sports writer I'm assuming that Joe puffed up his career and got him where he was because I just learned reading in the JFK library that Joe Kennedy was very much involved in the movie industry in the early 1930s 40s ish and guess what else he did sold all the stock right before the stock market crash Hmm. Nothing to see here, folks. So, um, yeah, Joe Kennedy was basically all about his career and he worked with Roosevelt, which I find is very interesting because yesterday I was talking to my teenage daughter about Rosemary, this case. And she's like, hey, do you know Franklin Roosevelt's daughter? She was bananas. She walked around with a dagger and she had snakes and she smoked on top of the White House. And it's even quoted that Roosevelt said he can either control his daughter or the country. And we got to pick one. So I find that interesting that Joe worked so close with Roosevelt because I did not know that until just now. And maybe he saw Roosevelt's daughter and was like, "Uh, -uh I'm not having that. Roosevelt's daughter was named Alice. 
Zavelt Longworth, and apparently she had quite the character, and she definitely reminds me of Rosemary, except for Roosevelt didn't have her lobotomized, probably because there wasn't that procedure back then. <laughs> who knows? So I just found while I was looking um, for who this Murray dude was in the JFK library, I came across a postcard that sweet Rosemary wrote her dad, and it is very telling on their relationship, and I want to read it to you real quick. Um, this postcard, it's, you can't really read the date, so I'm not sure when it was, but it says Boston, Massachusetts on an April, but I can't read the date date, but it's dated, it's to her dad and it doesn't say, uh, it says her, you know, Joseph P. Kennedy, United States and where his address. Oh, he's in England. So she's in Boston. So she's writing to her dad in England. Dear daddy, I got several pictures of, and then you, she doesn't really have the best writing. I'm telling you, it reminds me of my own. I am feeling much better when I came. I weighed 142 and now I'm down to 134. What do you think that Dr. Jordan is wonderful? I have been on an all calorie diet. I have been getting, and I can't read that part because she wrote it like sideways. And then it says, P.S. You won't know me when I get there. You will see a world of difference. So she's just wanting to please her dad. And apparently he's all about she's too fat because oh, I I'm never once in my life wrote a postcard to my dad about my weight. So if she had to write a postcard about her weight to hopefully her dad will accept her when she gets home, it's a pretty telling sad thing to me. Um, okay, so these treatments that they gave her, these endochrome treatments, Okay, so this is E-N-D-O-C-R-I-N therapy. I'm reading this from the National Institute of Cancer, of all things. This is a treatment that adds and blocks or removes hormones for certain conditions, such as diabetes or menopause. Hormones are given to adjust low hormone levels. Hormones can also cause certain cancers, such as prostate or breast cancer, to grow. To slow or stop growth can cancer synthetic hormones and other drugs may be given to block the body's natural hormones so apparently they're messing with her hormones that's the last thing that poor thing needed you know what she needed is she needed stability she needed to feel love she needed to be in the family like everybody else and not feel like the outcast but that's not what she got that's not the card she was given so the story goes that she moves to London and she's in a Montessori st school and they've given her a role as a teacher's assistant and she's thriving and she loves it and she's doing great. And if you look at all the pictures of her back in London, she's smoking cigarettes, she's having a good time. She is a normal, young, 20-year-old girl and she's happy. And then something happens. I believe the war broke out or something where they thought she was not safe anymore so she needed to come back home. But instead of coming back home, they come back to the United States and put her in another Catholic school where she was like done with it. She was like, you know, what? I'm done. I'm done. Can you imagine being 20 years old, having been treated since you were 11 like you're an idiot, uh, having somebody escort you around, watching your brothers and sisters live a normal life. They get to go to dances. They get to do things. Whenever she went to a dance, she had to dance with her own brothers. Like she was sick of it. And the story goes from her parents and all the books written about her that she then started to decline. Well, I found the doctor who gave Rosemary a lobotomy diagnosed her as depressed. He called, he said she was depressed. 
depression does not cause a lobotomy. Depression caused for a change of circumstances. And the reason why she was depressed is because her father. And so her dad said, you know, she's, she's too wild. She keeps sneaking out at night. She's, you know, she might be going and having casual sex with men. We cannot have this. Let's go get her a lobotomy. Supposedly, after she got this lobotomy, her nobody in her family went and saw her for 20 years. I don't think her dad ever saw her again after that. Can you imagine? They said the first time the mom saw her, Rose Kennedy, 20 years after the lobotomy, that Rose Mary went up to her and attacked her because she was so pissed off. So that means she still remembered stuff. You know what I mean? Just because she couldn't express it. She still remembered. God bless her in heaven. I always think that she's perfectly restored in heaven. And I'm just so happy for her. And, uh, you know, she probably forgives her dad too, because they, you know, there's no unforgiveness in heaven, but it's really hard for me down here as a human being to be like, wow, how could you forgive a guy that would just basically ruin your entire life? It's just unbelievable. And the story left behind isn't really even true. Oh, she was just a dodo bird. So we tried to help her and we made her, we gave her a lobotomy. No, I don't think so. People, I do not think so. All right. So here is a little twist that I have found that I have to share that I really think is the truth and the real story behind all this. I think Rosemary got pregnant and that's why they gave her the lobotomy. And the reason I think that is because the National Enquirer wrote an article with this woman and I'm going to read you this story in this National Enquirer because let's just, let's just throw it out there. Okay, so this art, this article is from the Enquirer, but I find the Enquirer to have a little more truth than we all realize. The lady who is questioning if Rosemary is her mother is named Marie Claire Connor, and this is how the article goes. Marie Claire Connor is desperate to learn as she is the secret love child of the tra tragic Rosemary Kennedy, the slain president's troubled sister who was cruelly, cruelly lobotomized in 1941 and then hidden away until her death in 2005. Connor wonders if ruthlessly ambitious patriarch Joe Kennedy in spectacles, and it's him in the glasses um, in this picture, ordered his oldest daughter's lobotomy because Rosemary, second from right, had brought shame to the family by getting pregnant. I've lived a wonderful life, said the New Jersey grandma, but I still want to know the truth about what happened. Mary Claire suspects she's the victim of the kind of cover-up that occurs when money, power, or both corporate to conceal the facts. She was born February 24th, 1942 at St. Mary's Infant Maternity Asylum in Buffalo, New York, three months after Rosemary underwent a lobotomy. The National Enquirer has learned that her adoption was shrouded in secrecy, but she was told her real parents were a form of well-known Irish Catholic family. The explosive book, Rosemary, the Hidden Kennedy Daughter, author Kate Cliff Clifford Larson writes, Rosemary's parents found her sexually dangerous and Moneybags Joe feared a scandal or unwanted pregnancy could wreck the budding political futures of his sons. The family tried to protect her, writes Larson, but the situation was ticking time bomb. In November 41, Joe had Dr. James Watts perform a frontal lobotomy on the brain of his 23-year-old daughter. Uh, Rose Kennedy at, at a upstate New York facility. After that, Rosemary could barely walk, knew only a few words and had a mental capacity of a toddler. She was 
at a psychic ward or psychic. She was at a psych ward in upstate New York for seven years. Then in 1949, Joe sent her to St. Cloretta School for Exceptional Children in Jefferson, Wisconsin. She she died at Four Atkins Memorial Hospital in 2005. Meanwhile, Mary Claire has been searching for her birth mother for 35 years. I was baptized a Roman Catholic on March 8th, she learned, and a social worker picked me up in Buffalo and brought me all the way to St. Joseph's Orphanage in Pennsylvania, which is certainly not a normal procedure. In 1984, Marie Claire's now ex-husband spoke with Dave Phillip, the director of St. Joseph's at the time, who said, My birth mother was a form of a very, very, very well-known Irish Catholic family on the northeast coast. My hospital bill was paid in cash, and he was told there was no record of who paid. An aunt signed her out, which in 1942 meant one of two things. Her birth mother was underage or developed me develop mentally disabled she says her birth certificate says her mother was 23 which was rosemary's age at the time so when i found this article i was like hmm, very interesting that there's a lady out there wondering if this is her mom very interesting that you know joe could never prove anything was wrong with his da- daughter even the doctor who lobotomized her said oh yeah she's depressed <laughs> that's not a reason to lobotomize somebody and if she was six months pregnant, it's a perfect time, perfect time to hide this little secret away until the end of time. And here we are, you know, 2023, people like me just barely learning that this woman even existed, let alone does she have a kid. But what it did lead my my brain to trigger right away is that show Rosemary's Baby. And I, I feel like Hollywood always tells secrets, their secrets, their stories, their plans. And now that I know about Rosemary Kennedy, I've never seen the show Rosemary's Baby. I have no idea what it's about, but I just find it a very interesting title, especially how it's clouded around darkness and the name is just kind of interesting. And uh, yeah, it was just a very interesting thing. So I had, it brought a whole new twist to that movie for me, Rosemary's Baby, because people, if she did have a baby, don't even know, you know, except for I'm sure the elite who know everything about everything. Anyways, that's my story that I had to share about Rosemary Kennedy. Um, the karma that I believe Joe got is he ended up having a stroke and he too wasn't able to walk or talk. So, you know, maybe you shouldn't have done that to your daughter, Joe, but that's between you and God. So dear Lord, I just thank you for everything you do. I thank you for Rosemary Kennedy. I'm so sorry for the life she had to live and any kid that has to live a life like that, Lord. I just pray that all the truth is exposed around all these lies and that if she was a mother, that 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 can be proven too, because that woman's still alive and probably still curious and still searching and DNA is an easy thing to do these days. So just let that be the truth be told with all this and let the the Kennedy legacy that lives on let the truth be told because I believe there are such good people in that family but yet so many bad tragic things have happened so I just thank you for exposing the truth with this case and with Rosemary Kennedy's case and I just pray Lord that you just give her justice in Jesus name amen